come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the and we are here with strange sounds because Skype decided to do an update without even letting me know. So I was just sitting here waiting for my call and decided what the hell's going on. Get and on with it. Yes, life is strange. I am Roy Kolick, your host, and with me from the UK, the impatient uh, gold standard and ghost hunting, Steve Parson. Good evening. Yeah, right, move, hey. moving on. Yeah, that was that was weird as usual. Yeah. I have oh, no it was idea. a great show. Um, join us next week. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that would work, wouldn't it? Mm. So we're officially going to be out of uh, lockdown, out of uh, back to normal on August first. Good for you. August 1st, they've set the date. 100 days in office today, apparently, according to the BBC. That is a strange event in itself. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody's told him yet, though. Yeah, he's going to address Congress about something. I don't know what he's going to... About another several trillion dollars down the That's tube. That's pretty much it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least according to the BBC. And well, the, he, uh, he did distribute the, the Trump vaccine, so I'll give him credit for that. Oh, well, there we are then. <laughs> anyway, moving right along, we and don't like You all politics. got checks? Yes, we got checks under Trump, too. <laughs> Everybody gets checks. That's what we do. You didn't get checks in the, in the UK, huh? Fun, fun, no, we didn't, but... What cheap bastards. I know. I know. Um, but we did get... we Well, I well. Um, most of our workers got furloughed, eighty percent wages for forever, for over a year. Oh, that's uh, pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, and most of us this past week have had five hundred pounds. You mean they just sent you five hundred pounds? Um, in the form of a yeah, basically. In the form of a what? You didn't finish your thing. Well, it was done. It, it was done by. Um, our version of the IRS, HMRC. Yeah. Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs sent everybody, well, just put the money in your bank account, basically, and then told you three days later. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, the money appeared, and everybody was like, what's this? They've made a mistake. I'm going to have to pay it back. I don't touch it. Oh, there, God. You know what? There are people that have done that, have gotten ridiculous amount of monies in their bank account and went and spent it. Well, over, well, what happened was... Um, but they still have to pay it back. Yeah, Friday of last week, all this money started falling into people's accounts. Yeah. And people were like, oh my God, you know, HMRC have made a huge boo-boo. Mm-hmm. And, and um, today, the letters arrived four days ah. after the money saying, yeah. we've put money in your account. Yeah, the post is the post. Anyway. The letters were only sent out on Tuesday. <laughs> whatever <laughs> governments huh yeah. anyway 
Maybe should uh, somebody should investigate. I mean, do a, like a paranormal investigation on government. The governments not... are paranormal. They're all run by Illuminati. They they do things just to keep you guessing. That's yeah, you know, yeah. Just ask anybody. Yeah. I mean, oh, we talk, you, talking about ahead. governments, completely. Yes. Well, I, it's got nothing to do with the paranormal. I watched a hilarious video today, an hour-long video on YouTube. I found, and it was um, all of the funnies of President Reagan. Now these aren't these aren't the unintentional, you know, fluffed words. Or these were the, his his deliberate jokes he he included in speeches and presentations. The man was his com- comedic timing, and the jokes that he 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 told, credibly, he's very funny president. That was weird. I just heard a woman's voice. Did you? No. Oh wow. It's strange happening today. I just don't know what to think. It's not dull. <laughs> if She's you don't know what we talk about, She's you, in the room. Join us in uh join us uh on on uh, Patreon and you can see the yeah. exclusive. We're looking for uh, a name as well. Yes, we're looking for a name. I have one, but that's but the killer doll. Anyway. Uh I I have no idea what happened here, but, um, what else is paranormal? Yeah. <laughs> Your mail service. How's that work? Works good. All really? right. So, <laughs> so guy in California will happily post an item to the UK for a shitload of money, but yeah. won't post it to Massachusetts. How's that work? Cause it's, you sure it, it, it was on Amazon UK. No, it was on eBay US. UK. The oh. link you gave me. Yeah, the link I gave you, but that was eBay UK looking at eBay US. I don't know. No confused. Anyways, we don't want to bore our... I was just curious. Yeah. Anyway. You know, we always talk about the ghost gadgets and stuff, right? We do. We talk about it a lot, essentially. But well, I, in the I, news. I saw an interesting study, which was was pretty pretty cool. Um, I forget the guy's name, of course, and uh, I did have it on my desktop, but I now it's gone again. Uh, but yeah, anyways, he had done the study where he took a, a uh, an article on uh, uh, ghost hunting, I believe it was, and one article was sprinkled with science terms, uh-huh. and one article was just written with, without that left off, and then. Another article was similar to that, except at the very end, there was a guy that came on and explained, uh, kind of debunked it a little bit. And the the poll, and you know, like I said, I don't have the article, so I can't give you the exact amounts, but the, the, the people that read the article that were sprinkled with science terms uh, said that they believed in the paranormal and haunted houses, uh, and it sounded very reputable uh, versus all the other ones. Even though the same article, we had someone else debunking stuff at the end. Uh, but uh, interesting. I thought that was interesting. And we do that. We just sprinkle scientific turns into ghost hunting to try to make it look uh, legitimate. Uh, well, not legitimate. Um, to make it look uh, credible. That's a good word. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, don't. And uh, although I do reset, reject absolutely the use of the word we. In that sentence of yours, that, you might. That, I don't. 
No, no, that is the that is the royal way. Oh, fair enough. Um, we, yes, you're absolutely right. That happens a lot, and it is actually uh, something which we've uh, long ago um, mentioned on the show, and I've ranted about, which is what something is called scientism. Um, and you see this with some of the academics who were involved in the field, like mm-hmm. um, Professor Wiseman, Doctor O'Keefe. No, 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 not yeah, I'm not, teasing. Not, not Cal. Um, well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but that were they? Uh, Kieran always used to prefix many of his uh, when, when asked about you know what did he think of something mm-hmm. um, would often. Uh, it was always the throwaway, wasn't it? Well, that's interesting, but... Um, and then add, or as a prefix, speaking as a scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then proceed to give his opinion. Which... Right. Perf- I'm, I'm not, and often the, the opinion was perfectly valid. Right. Um, but nonetheless, it was this... The thing I always objected to um, was this... Well, speaking as a scientist... Because it does give him a, um, uh, elevates his status um, Mm -hmm. or a suggestion that he has a higher status and therefore his opinion is more valid. Now, what he's giving is. Yeah, but don't we do that anyways? Well, we all do. I mean, ghostology. You know, you get, you get, you get several witnesses one's a oh, police God, officer yeah. he has credibility over well, it's not uh, just, you know, no, a housewife for instance well, that, well that's job role but um we do it in language and i think that's what you're referring to with yes, the article. exactly yeah it was in language you right? know and there are ways in which we speak to people and the ways in which we respond to questions and or um in which we elevate our status or give out you know sort of um we we try to put the other person down um, they might yes. say, well, speaking as a scientist, or I agree with what you're saying, but, or they turn around and say, well, when, well, when I did this, uh, when, when I worked with, and then they'll name drop, or when I investigated this location, Sounds familiar. like people, people in the ghost hunting community, um, there is a hierarchy, um, you know, those who have done uh eastern state penitentiary those who have investigated the queen mary and you see it you say well i've investigated the queen mary well so what that doesn't you know but they they use those um it's got name dropping yeah kind of name dropping or they or or the way they entitle themselves now funnily enough i was talking to um a british researcher today about the use of the language uh-huh. and one of the one and the way we introduce ourselves um, one of the points i was making i was actually illustrating from trips to the usa i said what one of the differences that you see between uk and usa um, at, particularly at presentations at, at, at seminars and conferences and such is that you will have a over here, you'll have a British speaker and they will introduce themselves um, by name and then a little about what they what they do. Um, they aggrandize themselves um, however they want, but predominantly they just talk about you know, themselves. Right. The British the British are rubbish at self-promotion, um, as you're only two aware. 
when you go to America, I was saying, uh, I was I was explaining to this professor today. Um, see, I'm doing it now. Um, about Americans introduce themselves first and foremost by achievement. So um, the amount of authors that you have in America is much higher, even though how you define the author might be different because over here we would define an author as somebody who has gone to a publisher with a manuscript and has had it accepted. Whereas in America, uh, because of um, the way uh, online publishing now works, you can self-publish. You can yes. you can write rubbish, stick it on 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 Amazon, and people will buy it. And there are and there are many 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 paranormal books that uh, that have appeared that way. I know I get to review the bloody things, uh, and you know, <laughs> to say that my ten-year-old son could probably construct a sentence and spell better than the contents of some of these books uh would be true and um but yet we don't introduce ourselves as author of three books investigator of the queen mary so there is a there is a cultural difference uh, that plays out in this in this um a grand a, you know sort of grand the way that we um introduce ourselves and the yeah. way that we clamber on top of one another and the way that we try to make our opinion more important, more valid, uh, more relevant than your opinion. You know, people might say, um, and teams do it, you know, um, well, I've been investigating for 35 years or 50 years or 20 years or uh, cumulatively our team has 6,000 light years of experience in investigating nothing much. But you get the idea. It's a human trait. I, I have no idea what, why we do it, and it, well, it, I agree. Because we're human beings. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it's part of what makes us who we are, and we all understand it. You know, we all we all do it every single day, um, to to some degree or other, in all of our conversations and interactions with with our peers, with our colleagues at work, even at home um it's it's part of what makes us human beings mm-hmm. and if you take that away um i i think it would fundamentally change the dynamics in in not necessarily a good way because we are you know we've we've grown accustomed to the way that we deal with one another and if people say, well, speaking as a scientist or speaking as a president or a politician or yeah, 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 blah, 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 right. blah. <laughs> we, we can see through the we can see through the flim flam. Yeah. Most most of us can see through the flim flam because there are still those out there, as you know, um, who still think that um, some of the soap operas are reality television and reality te- and they also think that reality television is real life that's true anyways moving on we will think we've done that enough damage <laughs> but uh you know this as i mentioned earlier the the uh the they're gonna supposedly in august 1st we'll be able to go back to normal here in in uh, massachusetts uh but 
from the, the COVID, but there was a, a strange virus that affected a, a lot of people, not as many as, as this one, but it, it was really peculiar. In 1917 to 1928, a half a million people were affected by a ghastly condition that could be part of a plot line of a horror film. The victims were very much alive and conscious, but found themselves inexplicably in a frozen state with their bodies oh, in a yeah. static prison. Encephalitis ligithia, EL, sleep and sickness, first appeared in Europe and quickly spread around the world, mm-hmm. reaching epidemic levels in North America, Europe, and uh, India in 1919. About a third of those stricken uh, with the illness died. It, it, basically, you were alive, you, you were yeah. awake, yeah. but you couldn't speak. I remember reading about move, this. Couldn't do anything. Um, yeah. Uh, because it, it came, it, it, at first of all, um, it snuck in because people thought it, it was a new symptom of the uh, flu pandemic that mm-hmm. had raged from 1917 on, uh, through 18 and 19. Yeah. Um, but it actually turned out to be a completely different. Uh, it didn't reach pandemic proportions. Fortunately, this was it. it stayed as a just a bitsy little epidemic. Half a million people. That's yeah, but that's only an epidemic, especially in 1917. You know, I yeah, mean, but it, like, nonetheless, yeah, it wasn't like the Spanish flu. Yeah, one. no, no, no. It was a, It was only a a slight epidemic, not a pandemic. Right. Um, you know, was it only three or four years ago? We you know, somebody shout pandemic uh, epidemic, and we'd all. You know, we'd all scream, and now it's like epidemic. Huh. Yeah. Manor. The interesting thing about it is that it just disappeared. It, yeah. it came and hit. But yeah. then it, it sporadically has reappeared in Europe in the 1950s and in China 10 well, years ago. Well, it never really went away. What 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 they what scientists believe happened was that uh, we, we grew immunity to it quite quickly. Um, a natural immunity to it. But yet it um, still shows up. And periodically um, variants occur and then a flare-up happens and then a, and a, a, it, they believe that it's a particular type of or the um, the virus that's the, the cause of that one is something that we can deal with quite effectively but it takes us a short while for our immune systems to uh, deal with variants of it. So we self we self vaccinate for that one, and we're quite you know um, it's not not desperately um, efficient as a virus. It mutated the wrong way um, mm-hmm. because all viruses mutate um, fairly frequently. Many 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 of the mutations make the virus weaker and less effective, and this one seems to have gone the wrong way. Whereas the present one seems to be playing a game of cat and mouse with us, um, so uh, it's winning. We're winning uh, here and India. Um, the variant that's predominant over there is uh, plus a serious, badly managed um, government policy. Very bad. Very bad. Yeah. Now, if I try to do that over here, I could be locked up. That's nice. That's new rules. Um, so, yeah, but it is fascinating because there was there was there was actually a uh, was it the nineteen eighties in the USA um, another 
uh, epidemic that reached almost reached pandemic proportions. But no lockdowns ever happened. No mask wearing was em- ever implemented. And, uh, and huge numbers of the American population never even realized it was there. Um, the government what are, did. What are we um, talking about? It was a flu epidemic. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, in the 90s, there was a, a, um, an outbreak in uh in the 80s that reached similar proportions to COVID. yeah we've got a, we've had, we have our shares of but, swine flu of course and the, yeah, the yeah. bird flu and you know it, it's it's quite uh interesting yeah, gotta stop naming oh, them after things because people go around killing them now you know <laughs> how are the chinese doing over there um not so good i mean that's, that's <laughs> the problem people are just like nuts they just they they um they I mean, what was interesting there was a documentary a couple of years ago about two years ago before this pandemic um started to um, rear its head which was looking at the 1918 pandemic and that's always something that i found fascinating was this uh, f- pandemic because we have a lot of um 18 19 20 year old u.s soldiers buried in in military graveyards yeah. over here who died in uh, you know early 1919, very late 1918, after they'd returned from France, uh, and were awaiting shipment, you know, waiting to take uh, get on board a ship and go back home, um, but they never made it because they caught the flu, the influenza virus, um, yeah, which by the way started in the which United started States. in the even United though States. the Spanish yeah. got blamed for it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a neat side trick. I know <laughs> a little bit <laughs> of smoke and mirrors there. <laughs> good game of, yeah anyway um it's it turns out that it hasn't gone away it's still the, the that particular strain it was another sars uh virus that did it very similar to um covid okay. um but uh it got it got wiped out it itself got wiped out by um another virus the common cold virus, which is yeah. another coronavirus. And what they've discovered now is, um, uh, and it was only published about three weeks ago, is that if you've caught a uh, bad cold, um, it can knock the coronavirus out, the COVID-19 COVID virus out of your body, because it seems that there's a hierarchy of viruses. And if you've caught a cold, you're less likely by a huge margin to succumb to COVID-19. Yeah. There's a lot of studies on different things. I mean, we, um, it's, but it's fascinating how the acids you know, that people that take daily acids that the virus. Well, yeah. I mean, things plus, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are, there are all sorts of witch cures that are out yeah. there. I mean, some yeah. of them are paranormal. Some of them are verging on paranormal. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> I mean, we've, had a, we've had our share. I mean, do you remember the dancing uh, sickness? Or well, well, which version? Because there was the there was a seventeenth century one. Seventeenth the the century one. Yeah, yeah, the, the and you, yeah, the one that affected the, the nuns. Death. Yeah, the one yeah. That, and um, that they they come and they go, and we we soldier on, and um, we we might lose a few along the way, and yeah. that everyone you know has. Everyone is, is is every loss is a tragedy, but you you had the mad cow disease. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember Damn. our the, one of our leading politicians dragging his poor children to um, a beef burger stand. Really? Yeah, making them eat hamburgers. Yeah. Oh, they'll be perfectly safe, fine. perfectly safe. <laughs> I'd feed it to my own children. I don't like beef, Daddy. 
All right. So we just got a message, I guess, but I, I am not in that thing, so it's, I have uh, it's it's Burger from the Dead. Oh, too bad. Now I see it too. Yeah, it's the Burger. It's the Burger right. from the Dead warning. Now that's totally disappeared on me too. You're having a real it tell you it's a doll. <sighs> not the iguana. Okay, I found it now. Oh god, god this is strange. Anyways, yeah, coming up to two minutes and uh you're listening to well, we still got another minute. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. Of, we've we've gone through a lot of diseases, and and some of them, uh, you, you know, I mean, you look at uh, oh, what was that one? Oh, I can't. Oh, forget about it. Oh, the amnesia virus. <laughs> yeah, it's the one. <laughs> we gotta take yeah, a that's, break. Anyway. That, that, that's apparently quite common in um, in some of the yeah, elder population. The said, that's what in, it is. In England. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you've caught a dose of it there. Yeah. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International, the first of two hours of Ghost Chronicles Radio, right here on Never Last Night Two Power. Hours. Told you that, not today. Told you that in Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street, Liverpool, Massachusetts, Nicolette, Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And do we have it? Oh, and uh, we'll be right back after following messages. <laughs> Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Good evening, welcome and bienvenuti to this international edition of Ghost Chronicles, hosted by New England's most forgetful Van Helsing, <laughs> and the on fire and smoking gold standard. Right. So I brought up all these topics. Do you have one, or am I still yeah. continuing on this role? Yeah, well, I did have one, but I forgot it. Um, okay. <laughs> I was going to come straight back into it as well, but then I thought, no, I'll do, I'll do a multilingual introduction, and then completely forgot mm-hmm. um, what it was I was going to talk about. 
actually. Well, it, it was actually to do with. Oh, that was it. Um, <laughs> back on the subject of pandemics. Boop, it's back in my head again. Um, we were, we were dis- uh, as you know, I'm a member of the Society for Psychical Research. Oh, there Bra- he is. Dropping open, open brackets established 1882. Close brackets. <laughs> London. We, um, and we, we've been discussing um, the pandemic, but in regard to um, what we think going forwards will, how it will change the um, paranormal uh, reporting the reporting of paranormal experiences because historically mm-hmm. after um great upheavals such as yes. the first world war and the oh. spanish um stroke american uh flu yeah and then the second world war sorry am i keeping you awake no just carry on oh okay um, there was a substantial uptick in the number of people seeking mediums using Ouija boards, uh-huh. uh, tarot, um, trying to communicate with the with the lost, you know, those uh, the, the deceased. And what we were, what we were, what's the matter now? It was funny. You were just stumbling on words. It just found it amusing. That's all. Yes. <laughs> You remember, it's tomorrow where I am. I have it's no hard clue doing this where I am. How am I going to know where you are? It's, it's really hard sometimes to have to do this backwards in time because yeah. I know I know how it ends. And um, I wish you would have told me because <laughs> I've because I've been there. Yeah. And we 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 are looking at: Do we have the the right resources? How do we think it will project forward? Will people? Will there be a sudden? A resurgence in people going to psychics or, or or visiting spiritualist churches or indeed go mainstream religion um, how, will it, how can will you it not in, there's already been an increase since the yeah but we're, we're talking about um even whether more. we could whether we can react to that do we have yeah. the right resources you know are are we going to be inundated with crisis apparitions people reporting crisis oh, apparitions oh. are we going to see a substantial uptick in the number of of psychics and mediums and how will and what will they do will or running will, out or i don't know well we won't run out of psychics and mediums but will the prices go up because ah there you go there yeah <laughs> because it's the law of supply and demand right um so these are these are things that i think are valid points for discussion um and which is why we're discussing them at the spr at the moment because you know, history, which is important, teaches us some very valuable lessons. And those lessons are that potentially we could be looking at um, a huge upsurge in in um, spontaneous paranormal experience reporting. Is there However, a history of the SPR? Yeah. An official history? Yeah. It was published in, in 1982 for the 100th anniversary. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Carry on. Anyway, uh, continuing. Um, but what we're actually seeing and what we've actually seen throughout the pandemic um, this year of just a, well, a little over a year of lockdown now is a huge increase in uh, UFO, cryptid, big cats, um, rather than any. We've seen no increase yet um, in any in the number of, in fact, uh, the number of paranormal experiences reported has dropped, but that's not to be, that's not unexpected because people aren't 
going out visiting places. Um, but what we are seeing is this huge bump up in interest in UFOs, in um, 14 phenomena, in uh, cryptids, particularly big, big cats here in the UK. We seem to be going through a sort of big kitties. Big kitty. We we have our own epidemic of big cats wandering the countryside. Yeah, you go tell that to a mountain lion. Mm. Actually, I was watching a I was watching a video. A man dealing one of those um, uh, near death caught on GoPro, and it was a guy who was uh, hiking through the, the trail um, when he encountered a very big mountain kitty. Mm. And like the two of them are head to head, and then he starts walking away slowly because you never run away. I mean, you know, cats, anything fast moving, you know, cats can't resist. Walk oh, yeah. slowly. Uh, so he's walking slowly away, and the cat's slowly following him, and he's getting more and more shouty at the cat. And he's shouting at it like it's a bad domestic kitty. Bad kitty. <laughs> now, this is, a, you know, a substantial mountain lion. And it's behaving like a domestic cat. That's because they are. They are just big kitties. Yes, they are. Yep. I mean, you know, handy tip, if you're going walking in the in the back, the backwoods, mm. and you encounter a mountain lion, carry a laser pointer. There you go. Just shine it around and kitty. What cat do you know that can resist a laser pointer? None. 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 Do you know? Actually, as soon as we're as soon as we're able, we have a local wildlife park here, and they have lions and they have tigers. And you're going to do that? I, I'm going to ask them if um, it's a, if we can actually test the idea that these things, you know, will succumb to a laser pointer, not between the eyes, but you know, if you wave it on the ground in front of it, and because I can make our stupid cat run up and down walls. Yes, yeah, true. So anyway, all right. I've got something. Go on. Roaming runes. Roaming, roaming runes. Runes roaming. or rooms? Ru- ruins. 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 Roam, roaming, <laughs> ruin. Why did I take this one? <laughs> Why do you keep doing this? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ron Kolek will now uh, address you on the subject of roaming ruins. Roaming, ru- yes, you said it right, I think. Uh, <laughs> no, roaming ruins. Anyways, it's not unusual. Quintessentially find... British thing. Yes, it's not unusual to find junk in Brazilians Guanabara Bay. <laughs> but what Robert Marx unearthed there in 1982 is uh, kind of unusual. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. In another water... an entirely different meaning in some yeah. parts of the world. In in an underwater field the size of three tennis courts, located 50 miles from shore, lay the remains of some 200 Roman, R-O-M-A-N, ceramic jars. Oh, so there were Roman Roman ruins. Fully intact, some of them. According to Max, a professional treasure hunter, the jars appeared to be twin handle amphorae. amphorae. Uh, that were, what? The Latin word, amphorae. amphorae. It's multiples of amphora. 
Ooh. And amphora is a weird, a weird pot with a pointed bottom that won't stand up. But the uh, Romans transported wine and olive oil around. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, they were transported uh, with such goods as uh, grain and wine in the third century. But now, how did they get? Ha ha! How did they get there off of Brazil? The Europeans didn't reach Brazil until the 1500s. No. Not what? a mystery. It did. Well, it thought the Egyptians were there first, weren't they? No. Didn't they find Egyptian mummies in uh, South America? No. Yes. That's just a freaking stupid one of those silly ones. Well, well, okay. You ask how so anyways, they... let me finish how... this off and then you go can. On. Go on, just another line, that's it. I'll give it to you. Uh so anyways, the Brazilian government uh has made no effort uh to deter looters, it says that the government wanted the didn't want the oh they have made an effort to deter looters because they didn't want the effort the area to be explored because finding Roman era artifacts would mean that the countries of Brazil's official history uh, would not be correct. Uh, okay, so there you go. All right, yes, you were saying. Well, I was about to say, I don't see anything unusual, paranormal or weird about that finding of a Roman shipwreck, because I think that's what you're talking about, um, on the wrong side of the Atlantic Ocean. And I, I will cite my evidence. Um, yes, please thus, cite your evidence. Thus, uh, I live on the west coast of the United Kingdom, and we have uh, several uh, dozen beaches. And on those several dozen beaches, people go a walking, and there is uh, there are people who collect American, uh, new specifically New England, although uh, also into the Carolinas, fishing tags, these buoys and tags, yeah, yeah. Um, and nets and pots. Yeah, and, but those are floaters. Yeah, oh, not all. Not <laughs> yeah, that's a bad name too. <laughs> um, but nonetheless. Well, actually, if you throw a bottle, those amphora are just big bottles. They float. Um, even if they're full of grain and oil, they still float. Mm, no, 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 no. Yes, they do. No, 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 yes, no, they no. Do. They found tons of them all over the, in the Black yes, Sea. They, they found it in the... No, no, no. You need, well, unless you found them all together in the form of... Did they find them all together in the form of a, a large collection of them in the same place? Yes. Shipwreck. Yes. Ships float. Wrecked ships. No, we're not saying lot, that. Lots of people abandoned ships. The ship then continues to float away. Uh, Happens a lot. Uh, okay. Now, now there are lots of instances where, in fact, it happened. Was it only a couple of years ago? There was a ship that was um, a, a pleasure ship. A yacht was um, wrecked off, or was abandoned on the Spanish coast. And it found its all its way all the way to the bananas, Bahamas. Bananas. <laughs> You're talking like me now. Uh, you get bananas in the Bahamas. <laughs> I guess you do. Because the currents, the the Atlantic currents, start our side and let's yeah, have. Yeah, well, we know that for fact. Just, just you know, the way that hurricanes go, they start over here, they end up over there, then they come back over the you know up the New England coast, loop round, and hit hit us about three weeks later. 
Um, there is this like big, big, big washing machine of stuff going around in the Atlantic. And um, it's not surprising that stuff from this side's on that side and stuff from that side's on this side. I mean, seriously, uh, was it only, well, this, this last winter walking on the beach, I picked up, um, a big yellow piece of plastic that had, um, uh, main, um, you know the remains of the writing you could see it and it ended up with the state thing main mn mm-hmm. me sorry mm-hmm. um so you know it it does and you we we get these other weird things that come from south america specifically south america um these big big seeds um that come from the north of around the yucatan peninsula and i can't remember the name of them now but it's like a big, big, it's about the size of a golf ball. And these things float right up the coast of uh, the Americas till they get to about Newfoundland. Then they, they, they sort of head off out to sea. They, they bump along underneath Greenland and Iceland. Then they come down um, from the northern Atlantic, down the British west and east coasts and end up on our beaches. But they've started life at the Yucatan Peninsula. And likewise, you know, they found African uh, species in the Americas, True. the South Americas. Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't see Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, you know, we found all kinds of stuff from the, uh, uh, the, remember that typhoon that hit Japan and hit the nuclear power yeah, plant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had all yeah. kinds of stuff from that floating up here. But anyways. So... so You've heard of the uh, Flat Earthers, right? Oh, yeah. My favorite ever, people. Do you know, there's a question I've asked them countless. I mean, I, when we, I, we need to get one on the show, but um, I, I, I've bumped into a few down the years, um, and, and I've always asked them one question. Mm-hmm. If the Earth is flat, like a dish, saucer, yeah. what's under the other side? I don't know. They don't know. Because there has to be another side on the B side of the flat Earth, you know. If it if it looks like a record um, record disc or a saucer or a, you know, where the A side, what's the B side like? Is that where the aliens are coming from? That's what I always say. Are they are they just coming round the edge or through the hole in the middle? You know, where the um, fits on the spindle. Yeah. Anyways, and if the Earth was flat which it can't be because if it was cats would have knocked everything off the edge by now. Yes, we know that. But anyways, the hollow earthers, uh, they're even better. They believe that the earth is hollow and everything we see here in the sky and everything is inside the earth. And of course there was a big, uh, big uh, society in Florida where they had a, actually a utopia, uh, which was created by, what was his name? Uh, Dr. Cyrus Teed. And uh, he uh, created this fabulous town uh, where everybody lived and that they uh, had all his followers and uh, they, they believed that the earth was uh, hollow. In fact, th- these people, uh, did a lot of, uh, uh, well, let me put Digging? it this way. Yeah, that too. Uh, science uh, flourished here, at least Twee's particular brand called Cellular Cosmo 
gone 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 oh god happened again Tlaib believed that the hollow earth contained the contents of the oceans on the inside the sun and the moon and stars were reflections in the ball of gas that comprised the earth's core uh, T conducted experiments at Naples Beach showing that the curved up uh, the horizon curved up eight inches for every mile thus proven that the uh, horizon is concave not convex bless him I um, as a kid I, I I was bought one of these sort of uh, they so cool great mysteries books yeah. Uh, like a boy's own adventure. And it was all about an American explorer by the name of Admiral Byrd. Yeah. And um, this story that he'd, he'd gotten his aeroplane and he'd flown to the South Pole and therein discovered a huge hole in the earth and flown inside it. I love that story. And he described elephants and strange creatures walking on the inside of this hollow earth and then he flew back out and flew back home and yeah. in his Ford tri- trimotor and um, never said a word to anybody but everybody knew he'd done it and the American government put it in a big warehouse with the um, Ark of the Covenant there you go but do you remember that story as a kid about bird flying yes, inside I do remember. Yeah. absolutely do remember yeah. um do you know that Hitler was very much intrigued by the hollow earth? Well, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a yeah. surprise. And he thought we, that he well, built... we still have that today, don't we? These ideas yeah. that there was Nazi bases underground in Antarctica. Exactly. Which he thought he, he built a powerful enough telescope he could see FDR over in the White House and watch what he was doing. Hitler had trouble seeing up his own arse. Uh, 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 uh. What? <laughs> I'll say nothing nice about that man. Yeah. Anyway, stash was terrible. Hey, what? Anyways, he actually uh, uh, teed the founder of the Round Hollow Earth Society. In addition to uh, his contribution in science, T founded. Oh, here we go. Coherentity, a religion which superseded Christianity. Many of the women were. Uh, became followers because T taught equal equality of the sexes and races. Nice. Well, in advance of the rest of the country. Very good. Shanti also taught celibacy. Men and women lived separately and children were raised communally. How, how, how act, were children conceived? I know. I was just, that was my next question. <laughs> he thought the acts of celibacy would create Immortality, of course, the uh, of course, it shot holes in the theory. Uh, when he died, T died three days before Christmas in 1908. His followers propped him up in a tin bath <laughs> on the uh, art hall stage, assuming he would resurrect himself after the customary three days and three nights. And several days after Christmas, uh, he they just he just smelt bad, didn't he? The coherence still <laughs> remained hopefully. Finally, the county health inspector said they had to do something. So the coherceans or whatever they had placed T's body in a mausoleum by the beach. They uh, still thought he would come back and he was just being stubborn. They they kept a 24-hour vigil at the mausoleum so somebody would uh, just like to 
Christ rising from the grave. Uh, somebody would be there to greet them. The Corhassians didn't abandon their hope uh, uh, for their leader's return until 13 years later when T's body washed out to sea by a hurricane. Face <laughs> yeah. it, Jim Bob, he ain't coming back. And because of celibacy, <laughs> the the colony unfortunately petered out. I was going to say, masturbated itself to death. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a true yeah. story, by the way. You could actually, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm reading along with you, kind of. Oh, are you? Yeah, you can actually go to Florida and, and see this this whole abandoned community because there's nobody left. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's um, <clears throat> that's the strangest folk, is there? And the um, the sheer dumbness of people. Have you ever watched those pro those um, those programs on television where people they, <laughs> those programs on television? Well, you know the ones that what happened next, and you see this guy and he's driving along and the wheel falls off, so he props it up with her, and he you think this is not going to end well. Mm. You know what happened next? Well, we know what happened next. It's just how spectacular he's going to splatter himself against that wall, or or the kid on a skateboard who first time out, I'm going to skate right down that handrail. Oh God, that that, oh, and that then land, la, yeah, and then land right on my um, gentleman vegetables, as we call them over here. Go article, by the way, uh, that uh, I talked about sprinkling scientific terms. The guy's name was uh, Paul Brewer. He was a professor of communication at the University of Delaware. So uh, the article just appeared on my. We'll we'll just append that to the beginning of the show. Yeah, so we just add that to, to that. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Yes, what's um, happening but, next? But the but the capacity for the human being to do stupid dumb stuff or believe stupid dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think we'll, we'll ever go away. Like like we were saying at the start, there are certain ways that we speak to one another and speak with one another. Um, th- this this capacity for sheer dumbness. Uh, and it's it, it, I have to say, um, girls, you're going to like this because this is particularly a male trait. There are dumb women. Um, Not that I know of. There are dumb women, but the the vast majority of these idiotic, you know, I'm going to jump off this roof and land in the swimming pool. You're not because the the horizontal distance is twice what you can cover and you're going to hit the concrete. Yeah, we have a program over here, the funniest videos. That's that's all like that. And you know exactly. And you think to yourself. You know, you look at this at this scenario that this person has got themselves into, or that they're about to. You, you can see exactly what's going to happen, but they can't. And even if they could, they would still continue with doing what they're about to do, mm-hmm. um, because bravado and dumbness has overridden any form of common sense. And don't tell me that you haven't done it too, and that I haven't done it too, because I have, and you have. It's something that, again, like the way we speak, it's endemic within us. Um, It's part of our makeup and it's more prevalent in men. Boys do stupider things than girls. There you go. Well, I mean, girls do the stupidest thing of all, which is to marry boys. That's true. Uh, I I, I had a... a, uh... Whoa, 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 sorry. 
we haven't got much time, but I wanted to introduce something really, truly, genuinely paranormal. Oh, okay, fine. Carry on. Women. Yeah. Uh, specifically, this notion that um, they fall in love, what girl falls in love with boy. Girl, you know, idolizes boy. Oh, he's so cute. He's so, he makes me laugh. He makes me smile. He makes me happy. And then she spends the entire rest of her life trying to change every damn thing about the man supposedly she fell in love with mm-hmm. all of those traits that she apparently fell in love with and that attracted her she then wants to eradicate and change I don't like the way you breathe speak roll over put your socks on take your socks off stand sit walk eat chew breathe wash i don't like any of it there you go that's paranormal why what is it they fell in love with and then what when they have why do they have a desire to change it is that because like because they fell in love with with um, those traits they don't want somebody else to steal their man so they try to change him into something that they don't like that's a good point maybe it is anyways there is the very bell, which men, means we have am i to... right women why do you want to change something that so I know nothing about the uh, express send all mail to the ghost hunter at uh, uk.org. <laughs> Anyways, these are uh, important questions that never get asked or answered as well. They should. Uh, we uh, invite me on your new love show as a guest and no, as an advisor. No, I don't think so. I guarantee you'll only have one episode. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, that's right. Yeah, okay. So uh, we are uh, moving on to the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio with Ann Kerrigan on Next Generation. As we look at people's experiences with the Ouija board, people have sent in their experiences, and uh, we're going to look at some of them and discuss it. Uh, Are you going to discuss it as a scientist? No, no. Discuss is a very tired person. Uh, <laughs> probably sleep through the whole episode. Uh, but anyways, uh, if you didn't see Monday's uh, morning show, uh, check it out. We had Susan Demeter on, and she was uh, with the Toronto Ghost Hunter Society back in the day. And uh, now she's in Italy where she is a emeritus physicist. And they look at the... Uh, UFOs, as Steve and I were talking about, Steve specifically, and how she's looking at it from the psychology aspect. Why do people see what they see? So, anyways, we got to go. You'll listen. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not there over Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Patreon at Ghost Chronicles Radio. Uh, tune in next week, I guess. <laughs> good night. And now, yep, good night. <laughs>
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us 